gentlemen. Yes, sir. Bob. We are, well, me in the building. Welcome to another edition, to another installment of the Alamonte Show Report. I am your host, Donnell Alamonte Morris. Welcome one and all. Yes, sir. Get ready to do another great piece for each and every one of you. But before I get into this great piece, I want to thank each and every one of you for getting me over the threshold of 200 downloads. Thank you so very, 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 very much. I'm going to give you a round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is not me. This is for y'all. That is for y'all. But one thing that's missing, I need y'all to subscribe to the show so that when I put out these great pieces that you will be the first to access. So don't forget, Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Share, and most of all, like. Actually, most of all, subscribe. But thank you for downloading this piece. And I encourage you to download the other pieces if you haven't. So, thank you. So, let's get into this piece. New Black Media. Where you at? The supposed uh, news outlet for black people. Where are you? Y'all been kind of quiet. I have not seen any of y'all content on my recommend screen. I haven't seen y'all break any barriers, change any policies that's been going on in the world today. Where are you? I have been... I <laughs> I have been one of the few that despised the new black media because even in the name alone don't understand why would you call yourself something when you're doing nothing different than what I'm doing. Only difference is I don't portray myself as being a trendsetter of replacing mainstream media or anything that's um that's changing the focal point of the world as we see it today i give my thoughts i give my views and everybody else can decide on what they believe but see i give the power power back to the people to know that they have a voice give them the solutions rather than just talking about the problems because it's easy to talk about the problems But when you don't offer the answers or the solutions that people can work with, what good are you? So for anybody that's listened to this show and that listened to these prominent figures, if you want to call them prominent figures, that I'm about to mention, you might want to sit back and hear me out. So the first person on the block is, um, I'm going to talk about Tariq Nasheed. Now, let me, let me talk to you a little bit about Tariq Nasheed. In my last piece, I did mention, you know, about his FBA, the fund, um, Foundational Black American, or America. And I said that I understood where he, that group that he created is coming from. I understood it, you know. Um, I go into full detail about it in my last piece. Check it out if you haven't already. But other than that, Tariq Nasheed, uh, for the rest of the things that he put out there, is questionable. Um, if any of y'all ever uh, get a chance, um, look up Uncle Luke's uh, Clubhouse uh, show where he had uh, people coming on talking about what's next for Black America, the Black agenda, and all that stuff. And here the piece that Tariq Nasheed was uh, talking. And one thing about Tariq Nasheed, even on his own shows, when he have call-ins, 
I don't think he still do call-ins, and I think he does Clubhouse himself, is when he get kickback. Definitely when he's getting kicked back with the facts and with the truth. He always belittled the person rather than having any knowledge or facts of his own to combat with. And there was plenty of times, I won't say plenty of times, there were, there were certain times in that piece when he spoke up in that clubhouse forum where he had knowledgeable people kicking them back with the facts and he would and he just belittles people just call call them out their names but one thing i am going to tell you that i've been saying this for a long period of time ever since i've been podcasting when anytime you debate somebody and they call you out your name and i'm not just saying like you know bitch or anything like that but just just call you a name and it has absolutely nothing to do with the debate then you know you won that debate they're just grasping for strings so understand when you ever debate somebody it doesn't matter if it's politics or sports if they if they don't combat you with any of their own facts even if they are wrong and they just calling your names and just insulting you then you know you won that debate period and I would just recently was listening to another um, his show earlier where he had this one person that called in and he kept calling him an op. And I did not heard not one thing that this guy like the reason why he invited him on stage. I guess I don't know how Clubhouse works. I, I, I don't I don't have Clubhouse, um, but I, I guess you can just invite him. It's like I think it's like an audio type of uh, platform where somebody hosted and then you can introduce people to uh, talk with you and all that stuff. At the same time, people are listening with their mics cut off. So I think it's like that. And I guess he invited him on stage. Well, not guess. He invited him on stage. But I did not hear the argument that the guy was trying to say because Tariq just kept, you know, belittling this guy. And I was like, let the guy speak, Tariq. <laughs> like, let him speak. If he is, if he's an op, let us, the audience, decide that. We want to see that which why you call him an op. I want to know why he's an op. If what he's saying proves that. But the whole entire time, as I was listening to it, because I'm I'm at an age right now where like if within the first five minutes of a show or first five minutes of a video, if I'm just hearing more BS, I just cut it off. And ladies and gentlemen, that's also what you need to start doing too. If you believe that you're about to go down a road of BS, you don't have to either watch it or listen or read it. If you know that, because like they say, the first five seconds if you got the person's attention the first five seconds and you got them if you can't get nobody's attention or just them just to stay on your page or whatever then you lost them period but i actually listened to it for another i think a good 10 minutes into the upload clip that he has and i'm like man this is crazy now, now don't get me wrong. Tariq does talk a lot of great stuff. I will say that he, he, like with Hidden Colors, he has spoken a lot of stuff with a lot of prominent black figures on that uh, documentary. But the issue is, there is holes in all of his research and his findings and what's been discussed on his videos. There are holes. And which I always tell each and every one of y'all that I'm, a, that I'm doing right now, you have to do your own research for yourself. Like, for example, there was this TikToker who is well-versed in the um, martial arts studies and also practice martial arts. And I believe it was a piece in one of his Hidden Colors where he talked about that martial arts, the form of martial arts, started from a black man. 
And this TikTok, who's also a black man himself, said that basically Tariq is not wrong in the information that he found, but it was misleading. It's kind of like stretching the truth. And come to find out, it wasn't a black man that started the arts of martial arts. And so I'm like, oh, okay. I'm not saying that that video itself from TikTok was like a revelation that, oh, there's holes in the story. No. Tariq, as long as I've been listening to, to Tariq, and I'm not a, a avid listener as I used to be, I come to notice and come to realize, like, a lot of things that Tariq be saying is kind of like a half-truth until you finally have to do your own research. And then when you hit him with the facts, he either belittles you or he just backs off in the corner and he just keeps continuing saying the same thing and making excuses. Um, if you want, I mean, just watch any interview where he's getting pushback. Like, I think it was the Andrew Schultz. If y'all know the comedian Andrew, Andrew Schultz, um, or I think it's... Uh, What's what's that podcast? It was him and um, Charlemagne where they I think it's the intelligent idiot or something like that. And Schultz was giving them facts on how Obama was a pretty good president. And Tariq kept saying, "Well, that's made up. That's made up. The government put it up in there. It's made up." And I'm like, "Dude, like, come on, man. Like, you you really gonna believe that the government just put anything to the people? You know." Of, of stats like they just put down and they just make them look good but then prove to me that the stats are incorrect where are you getting your stats where are you getting your stats from because not every stat website is factual got biases up in there something that is reliable something that is truthful not something that just tailors to your beliefs and that's what people have to understand when it comes to doing your research. It got to come from a reliable source. And most of all, it also have to come from an unbiased mind. You got to go in there with an unbiased. Got to go in learning something. Because even if the facts that you find are correct, you also going to learn something. As well as knowing that if you look up something you found to be wrong, you're still going to learn something. It's all about learning something. Learning something new. That's all it is. It's not about just finding something just to prove your point. You should be going up in there like, okay, let me find what I can find from a reliable source and be like, oh, either if you're right or you're wrong. Unfortunately, Tariq Nasheed don't do that because he don't get that much kickback and he avoids lots of the debates of people that will give them pushback or definitely when they're verse, very educated and whatever the debate is about. And whenever he get into those debates, he don't have anything of substance to hit him back with. So he grabs that strings and just belows them. Now, a lot of people have been, uh, I won't say a lot of people, but Certain people been talking about the money that he's been using for the museum and that the museum didn't even happen. And now he got all this money. So it's kind of like a Umar Johnson type of situation going on here. <laughs> and so it's like, OK, we gave you all this money. So what are you doing with the museum? And we have not heard anything about the museum. Now it's all about his FBA, where he's saying that now we talking to prominent politicians up at the top. And so we can get reparations going on. And then he's spreading out this uh saying that well marcel even on the on that clubhouse forum hosted by uncle luke he kept saying praising marcel dixon saying that you know with him running and bringing up the reparations he he, he pushed it out to the world he pushed it out to all the whole entire country about reparations and i'm sitting there like but he lost and if y'all um, been listening to um, or watch Hashtag Fade to Black I have pointed this out about Marcel Dix Dixon the reason why he lost was because his platform was nothing about was all about reparations and nothing else that's why he lost and I understand he goes on these shows I'm not trying to get off the tracks a little bit but for saying that somebody like Marcel 
who went on every freaking uh, platform on YouTube and was saying that, you know, uh, Clyburn was, I'm not a big supporter of Clyburn, so let me get that out the way. Because Clyburn been really been stopping black progress, period. So what I'm saying is, he he was saying, well, Clyburn, you know, he already had the media in his back pocket. He'd been stopping us from getting, like, publicity and all that stuff. But, dude, you understood what you were getting yourself into. It's like me going on deployment and complaining that people are shooting at me or I have to keep my head on a swivel because I never know, not going, thank goodness, that I may walk on an IED. Now, for any service member... Or prior service member knows what an IED is. IEDs are basically freaking bombs that just to simplify it for y'all, basically bombs that could be hidden in freaking dead carcasses of animals, could be just a simple piece of trash that could have a bomb in it and could explode either by touch or by remote control. So everywhere that we walk could be us losing our lives. I can't complain about it if I knew what I was getting myself into, what I was training myself for. And that was the issue, one of the biggest issues that Marcellus Dixon was getting himself into. So I don't feel sorry for him, you know, losing the way that he did. And I wasn't surprised. I predicted that. I predicted that to myself. I didn't put it out there to the world, but I knew that he was going to lose because he was not ready. You just can't only appeal to black votes. And the, how the new black media jumped on this train was, I'm not surprised. Because every time the keyword reparations jump up, the new black media just jump on it, knowing that it's a losing battle. And then black people that jumped on this bandwagon, Marcellus Dixon, probably number one didn't vote. Number two, it's a, it's a black man. We're going to support him. Once again, going back to number one, did not vote. The system was against him. Duh, he knew what he was getting himself into. That's politics. But if the role was reversed and Marcellus Dixon was in Clyburn's shoes and he was a representative, you don't think that you will stack the deck against your opponent like that? You can't even hate the game for that. You can't even hate the player because if you was in the position of what Clyburn's in, you would have done the same exact thing. Period. So for Tariq Nashi to sit there and say that Dixon did this heroic thing and now all of a sudden everybody's talking about reparations is a straight-out, flat-out lie. Not only just a lie, it's misleading as hell because I give it up for Ados. Ados was the one that really pushed the reparations talk where they had people like Roland Martin talking about reparations. Politicians talking about reparations. Y'all may not like Ados, but they the ones that really put reparations back in the forefront. You got to give him that credit. Period. And then if reparation was such a big thing, Marcel Dixon wouldn't have lost as badly as he did. He was dead last. Dead last. It wasn't because Clobber had, you know, did all these things. No. It basically proves what what Marcel Dixon was doing was not working. And it didn't work. And it showed. Just like us giving a person who, who scored an F and saying that they did something great when they failed. Well, this guy, he put up a great effort, but he got an F. Ma, but he... At least he still took the test. They have to 
dummy, they have to take the test. We got to, you know, we got to see if they learned anything. Unfortunately, this person didn't learn. So for the Tariq Nasheed and the new black media to jump on the Dixon train, well, it's not even a train. It, not even a trolley. <laughs> not even a wagon. I would say just joining him, just walking, maybe. <laughs> you know, just a not even a jaw, but just a walk. And you just walk alongside of him and on the street. And y'all thought that it was going to do something shows how the new black media has no power. It has no effect like that of mainstream. And I'm also, I'm not saying that I support mainstream neither. So all of everybody in the black media that stood behind this brother and nothing got done. That's the power of new black media in a nutshell. And to say this about Tariq Nasheed, Tariq Nasheed has always been like jumping on different trends. You got to give him credit for it. Every time a trend that's happening in the black community that's hot, he's ju he jumps on it. Not going to hate him for that. But the only issue is he falls into that category of a jack of all trades and a master of none. Mainly that last part, the master of none. Only thing that Tariq Nashi is very notorious about is his macking books that he don't make anymore. And his hidden color series, his documentaries, and that's it. And from those documentaries, what changes in black America has those movies, those documentaries, and those books have affected us positively? Not even positively. I, I won't even say that. Because it did have an effect on black people. It made us look differently at ourselves and understand our history much better or us researching our history much more. But what changes of our lives has it had a positive effect? that did societal changes for us to, if we had a problem yesterday, did it solve it so we don't have to worry about it tomorrow? If the answer is no, you're exactly correct, and that is the issue, and that's the problem. Because somebody can say all the good things that warms your heart but then you realize I am, am, I am in the same situation that I was yesterday or around this time last year. Tariq Nashi is that one that will paint a perfect picture for you, what you think is a perfect picture. Then you realize, like, yo, this number six figures. So for people that listen to Tariq Nasheed religiously, trust me, for somebody who used to listen to him religiously, actually listen to him. Actually listen to him and how he debates other people that brings facts. Even people that's just as wrong as him, how he belittles them. What stats does he have to combat with them? I'm not telling y'all to stop listening to him. I'm just letting y'all know, don't fully believe somebody. Always question. If you get like a little bit of a feeling in your gut when you hear him say something, that means that you should do your due diligence to do the research on your own of what he's talking about. Because I trust me. When you get that gut feeling, you do the research for yourself, it's going to make you question everything else he says. One thing I can say about Tariq Nasheed when it comes to this, he's very misleading. He leads you in the right direction. He leads you in the right direction, but then later you realize you, you're making the wrong turn, but you never question it because it's Tariq Nasheed. But you know y'all going the wrong way. That's when you should start 
asking questions. You should start being skeptical of the things that he's saying. That maybe I should just take you with a grain of salt. And that's all I'm saying. Now, all the things that he point out about what's going on in the world, he does have a point. But then when you take it to a whole nother level of just talking and it doesn't make sense, that's when you should have the red flags up, do your own research. And when you realize what he's saying is like stretching the truth, I'm just being, I'm being nice when I say that, when he's just stretching the truth, that's when you should be like, yeah, I should just take you with the grand star. I love listening to you, but everything you're saying is not adding up. So, and that's enough about Tariq Nasheed. Now, for the next person is Jason Black. Now, Jason Black, I have not listened to Jason Black in about a year for good reason. Jason Black is another one that stretches the truth. He's the one that keeps pushing this new black media. We the new black media, new black media. Just like Tariq Nasheed, he had did a documentary, a couple of them. Um, he did Race War was his last one, and then he did the one about 9 a.m. And him reporting thinking that he's reporting on stories, which he's just basically just giving his take on stories. Um, never did any organic stories, because when I hear new black media and they sit there saying they're replacing the old black media, I'm thinking to myself, why are you not coming up with your own organic stories? He's never boots on ground, but y'all sit back and y'all listen to this man like he's like the... Al Roker <laughs> you know like he's the Al Roker of the new black media like he's informing you when I'm here to tell you he's not doing much of substance where this man when I go up on his Twitter once in a while he always say well I'm traveling here but you should be traveling everywhere when there's a story that affects us that's what the new black media does what they should be doing, what not does, but should be doing. You just shouldn't occasionally just go somewhere and just think that you're covering the story. But that's Jason Black for you. And just like him, like, if you actually listen to a show, like, there's a couple times where I do laugh, but a couple shows when people, once again, that comes with the facts, he always call them crackheads and crack babies, like, put down the crack. It's like, dude, like, really? Are you mad because somebody's throwing facts at you? Even for people that don't know what the heck they're talking about, he still uses the same punchline. But most of all, that really killed me is he just kept talking about Roland Martin. Now, for me, who I'm a I'm a Roland Martin fan. Roland Martin got over 30 years of journalists, journalism experience, who's been in the field, knows how it works, not to mention guys' own successful platform that actually goes boots on ground when stories and issues are happening all of his shows was just talking about how bad Roland Martin is and how Roland Martin is a freaking shield of the Democrat party and how he's not doing anything for black people it's like every show he always have to mention and diss Roland Martin like every single time and even on Twitter he always disses on Roland Martin I'm like dude can you talk about something else other than Roland Martin Roland Martin don't care about you 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 are over here just talking about Roland Martin, and then and it's sad that his own father like, yeah, Roland Martin had never done nothing for the black folks. And I'm scratching my head like, now if it was Roland Martin doing this to him, y'all would be like, hey man, you got why you got uh, Jason Black in your mouth? Why you got the Black Authority in your mouth, man? Stop whining, stop bitching, stop complaining. But you praise him for going at Roland. He bitch about Roland every single time on his show. To the point, like, man, what's your point? I, I believe, just going over the top of my head, 
the last time I checked, Black Authority has over, I would say, 190,000 subscribers. Rowan got over 840,000. Just look up Social Blade or anything that, um, or, or, or any alternatives of Social Blade where it actually shows you the analytics of how many subscribers, viewership, and also future viewerships of when you compare both the shows. And if you compare both Roland Martin and the Black Authority show, um, channels, Roland Martin blows him out the water. Like, literally. Big Bang talked to Lil Bang. Now, with me that likes Roland Martin, there's also a lot of things that I disagree with Roland Martin. There's a lot of things that I disagree with Roland Martin. But there's also a lot of things that I do agree with Roland Martin on. But the unfortunate thing is this. You're saying that you are the new black media and he's the one that's mainly been pushing it. People don't watch you as much as you think. People don't subscribe to you as much as you think. And for you to, because I remember that one time when the Black Authority got kicked off of YouTube. Because he also got other uh, channels. Um, we the business or something like that. And you're begging to come back and you eventually come back and you complain about YouTube. And you call yourself New Black Media, but you're on a white-owned, <laughs> which YouTube is white-owned, platform. Now, how much are you making off these documentaries that you couldn't create your own platform? Go to theblackchannel.com, and you will see all his videos, but all his videos are coming. He embeds the videos from YouTube. And for somebody who had these successful, as I do air quotations, these successful documentaries, you would think his website will be top-notch. Let's, let me look at his website right now as, as I'm doing this show. So let me go ahead and click on it real quick. Let's, let's look up uh, theblackchannel.com. Let's see if he have an upgrade on his uh website let's check it out oh snap well the black channel i probably it's probably the wrong one. maybe it's me that's messed up let me go ahead and check let me look up the black authority on his youtube because you know everybody will have their uh information in the uh captions let's check it out let's see let me click one of his latest and greatest. Let me see. I'm waiting for the details to load up real quick. Black Channel Film. So I stand corrected. Like, if you go on his page, his page looked like it's. It's very basic. Very basic. Like, looking at it right now, he had Race War. I mentioned that. Then I said the movie. That's at 9 a.m. 7 a.m. If I said the wrong uh, name, I apologize. 7 a.m. documentary. And then he had Gentrified. Gentrified. And that's it. Appearances is everything, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, presentation is everything. And for me, if you're making these documentaries, these successful documentaries, when I go to your site, I'm thinking top of the line type of a presentation. You know what I mean? When if I'm going to, I'm going to use one of the sponsors from um, 
hashtag fade the black. I'm gonna use cheddar board popcorns for example. If I'm looking on Instagram, I'm looking at all their popcorn and you know all the food that they have. I'm eager to go. I'm expecting when I walk first walk into their establishment, customer service, the place is clean, great presentation of their popcorn, their food, and the things that they have to offer, a menu. All that great stuff. But then when, when I go up in there, it's nothing but, which, by the way, Cherboy Popcorn has a great establishment, have a great presentation, and customer service, top-notch. I'm not just saying it because they're uh, my sponsors and that I'm cool with them. I'm not saying it because of that. They do have a great establishment, and people always go up in there happy. And they always get business coming back and forth in there. So just want to throw that out there. But I'm just using them as an example. You expect the best, just like any other establishment, either if it's a mom and pop joint to a corporation that owns it. You expect to get the not only the best presentation, but the great experience that they advertise. So when you have these successful air quotations of the documentaries, we're so great and so successful, you would think that you will upgrade your website or use your own platform to push out your message because another thing that Roland Martin got on you he started the Black Star Network that's on Roku that is on in the Google in Google store and that's on Amazon he started his own channel on his own terms YouTube is is just a tunnel to leading to the Black Star Network. What network do you have? What can you put, lay your head on? Black Authority, Jason Black. What do you have your hat to lay on? What news have you put out there that had the whole world buzzing? Not just to your followers, but outside your followers. What other news outlet have you been invited on for a debate or for you just to talk about your views and where you and where you stand? Now, I think the last time you ever been on somewhat of a big platform is when you was on an AM station in Baltimore and you got kicked back on that show and you couldn't go back to the call them a crap baby and all that stuff. Like, what other big-time networks have you been on? And I'm not just talking about white networks. I'm talking about all the other old black media that you be talking about have ever invited you to speak your mind. Have you ever invited Roland Martin to come on your show or invited or have an invitation from Roland Martin for you to come on the show? Because to me, I would love to see that. And to tell you the truth, I don't think your show is that established for Roland Martin to even grace his presence to. I mean, if Roland Martin had people like Umar Johns come on the show, I don't think he have no issues of having somebody like you come on the show. But see, the only difference is Umar got a bigger has a bigger platform than you, has more followers than you, and you have disagreements about Umar Jones, which I mostly ag agree with you, but Umar's on a bigger scale than you. Think about that. For the new black media, you go on your Twitter, as well as your show, just bitching, ranting, and raving. What make you any different from any other YouTuber that does the same thing? You are a re reactionary cat that thinks your reaction is news. News that black people should listen to. And if anybody that actually listens, I mean really listens to your broadcast, you're just talking about the problem with no solutions. 
and got the nerd to just talk about tangibles on the show. How do we get to those tangibles? How can those tangibles actually come to flourishing? How can those tangibles actually happen? It's like you're kicking on the outside the door and just expecting somebody to open it up for you. When people knows that you just probably no more than a freaking bug that just buzzes outside outside somebody's ear and they just shoo you away until you come back. Until eventually they just kill you. Hit you with the floss water or just use both their hands just to smack you in between them and smash you. Let's be for real about this. I mean, we have to. How can I put this? Just because you have a. I'm going to be nice. You have a big following. They have a lot of people that listens and calls into your show and praising you and all that stuff. Does that mean that you're making a difference? Society-wise, you just got a fan base. Because if you do not have the mainstream or got politicians saying the things that you're saying or checking them on it, you're no different than my show or anybody else's on YouTube. Because I know a lot of YouTubers that kind of do the same thing you do have politicians on their shows, have these tough conversations with them, push them to the brink, have them sweating out of their freaking boots. How many of these politicians do you have on your show? Not just people that are just trying to run and lose eventually. I mean, actually have these politicians that you talk about. That's what media does. They have these prominent people that they have these disagreements with. Even the ones that agree with them on the show. How many of them do you have on the show? Now, I know the excuse is, well, we sit the invite and they chose not to be on the show. Because you know why? Because you have no substance. The question is, have you sent those invites? What local politicians did you have on the show? I think you in the Memphis, Alabama area, one of those two states. Why you just don't get somebody local and talk to them about all the things that you're saying? I guarantee you won't call them crap babies or get off the crack or anything like that. Why don't you start local? Because that's where the real power comes from. But I'm not here to tell you how to do your show. I'm not. That's not my job. But I am here to tell you that your show don't do much. So stop pushing out this new black media myth and that y'all change the landscape of news when you're doing nothing of importance and not change the landscape of how black people are living. Because if we're still dealing with brutality yesterday, we're still dealing with it now. And what you're doing is not helping and it's not fixing the issue, it's not fixing the problem. Now, Roe Martin can go defend himself, but one thing I am going to say Roe Martin got those people to come on the show. Even people that disagree with him, he got them on the show. Who do you have that come on the show? YouTubers. YouTubers that even your audience barely even knows until you start talking about them. Roland have Republicans. He have Democrats. He have other pundits that do that do the same thing that he's doing and have them on the show. And it's sad that he even had that one Logan guy, that one black conservative that's coming from my nigga the woods of Virginia on his show that one time and just mopped the floor with him. Who's just a YouTuber. 
who also got a bigger following than you, but does the same thing that you do. That should tell you something. Even though he caters to a white audience, this brother here got more viewers than you. So right there, show you the power of this new black media. And then you just insult people's intelligence because you know these big words. Look it up. Why don't you look up your numbers compared to people like Roland Martin? Mr. Black Authority. And for the rest of his audience, look it up. If you want to know the black, the new black media's reach and power, just compare them to the old black medias of YouTube. Or an all black panel and see any of the issues that they talk about on their shows and see that anybody talks about it. And that will show you how much power and influence that the new black media has. So I'm just going to sum up all the things I just said about the new black media. For anybody that listens to these guys, and I know they're not the only ones. These are the two prominent ones that I know. But there are many of them on YouTube. And I'm going to say this. If they're not doing it on their own platform, and if they're talking about issues that hasn't changed for you, if they said an issue about yesterday and you're still going through it today, that right there should show you they have no influence. They have no power. They just say these things just to make you feel good. And they know that they got you. Because when they have another documentary, they know that you're going to buy it. All the things that you say about people like me that actually vote, that actually vet the politicians, actually know the exact issues that's going on in my party, which is the Democrat Party, where y'all like to go general, like the Democratic Party's ruining everything and not knowing the exact problem within the Democratic Party that is having, that's allowing this shit to happen because I'm not this person that's just going to go with the Democrat Party through and through without asking questions. It's the same issue that y'all support with the new black media. Make it make sense. If they didn't solve an issue that you was worried about yesterday and you're still dealing with it today, they ain't doing much for you neither. But see, just like I said on my couple pieces ago about the Democrat Party and about the problems that they're having, I'm doing I'm keeping that same energy with the new black media. Those are two prominent dudes that is pushing this new black media. BS. Which lead me, because I just thought about it, to Uncle Phil, as he wanted to call himself, with the African Diaspora show. He now, uh, yeah, he, he used to be called the Advice Show. Now, just like Tariq Nasheed and the Black Authority, I used to listen to the Advice Show religiously. Now, he never did like the Democrat Party. I, I get it. But then later, as he reached the million dollar, million dollar, the million subscriber mark, he started to get on the conspiracy theory train. He started to secretly, without saying it, support Donald Trump when he was president at the time. And how he was sitting there saying that um, that uh, Donald Trump was going to win the election and he can't wait to see all of us people that supported Joe Biden and seeing our faces and, you know, I'm going to be laughing when y'all lose. And then when Joe Biden won, he ain't saying nothing about it since. Said nothing. 
like nothing, like he never said it. And I will say it again. I knew I was expecting not Joe Biden. I wasn't expecting Joe Biden to do a night and day of the politics that's been going on in this world. I just didn't like who was there in the first place who didn't know what the F he was doing. That was literally running this country as a dictator and was making it okay for outright racists, closet racists, to come out and just be racist. But this man literally said on his show, and I'm paraphrasing, he said he'd rather deal, he can deal with the outright race, races. But the clause is one you got to look out for. And I'm like, dude, that makes no freaking sense. I don't care if they uh, full-blown racist or a clause of races. You got to look out for both of them. Like when they say there's a lesser of two evils, but people not understand that they're both evil. Just because somebody decided to kill you with a knife rather than a gun still means they're going to kill you. You're going to be dead either way. So what sense does that make? And then he's trying to blame the Biden administration for gas prices when he don't know what the F he is talking about. Gas prices doesn't depend on what the President Biden wants to do. Nothing. Even when the gas prices was low under the Trump administration, Trump has absolutely nothing to do with that. That is all the people like ExxonMobil. That's all them. And so it's not the administration's fault, no matter who's up in there, on the prices of gas. And he don't realize that everybody around this freaking planet is suffering from high gas prices. And I checked him on Instagram, never got an answer. And he's also another one that talks about freaking Roland Martin. <laughs> and, and, and it's just like, dude, are you trying to jump on this freaking bandwagon with Jason Black with just dissing on Roland Martin? Because even with his million subscribers to Roland Martin's over 840,000 people don't watch your stuff that much and that's embarrassing do a social blade on the African diaspora show compared to the Roland Martin show and you will see a night and day difference in content nobody watches nobody watches the African Diaspora show. Now, I know he got another offshoot show where he could talk about social media stuff, um, celebrity news and all that. But this man, where his bread and butter have came from the advice show turned African Diaspora show, is not <laughs> as good as people may that may seem because he got a million subscribers. And y'all have to understand that. Because at one time, when he was the advice show, he was reporting organic stories. And I gave him props for that. He was one of the only black um, news shows when he was reporting the news, that was reporting organic stories. Like that one story in Houston, um, I forgot his name. He was on, um, I forgot his goddamn name. He he was on the, um, he's on a Houston local uh, Fox Network affiliate where he's going against white conservatives. I forgot the brother's name. And how this man was stealing money for people. He's supposed to help them out. He broke that story. He stuck on that story when nobody else was. And then after that, when he switched the name, when he got all, you know, uppity about getting a million subscribers, he changed. 
And he also took the trait from freaking Tariq Nashi. He just went on to what is popping now in the black community, what to talk about. And that's when he got all conspiracy, um, conspiracy theory had on his tinfoil hat. And Phil is also doing just a big disservice to the black community. And he just can't help to just talk about Roland Martin when I would give it another two years, maybe a year and a half, that Roland Martin will have a million subscribers and will be tied with him and surpass him. Because Roland Martin's show is already surpassing him in viewership, subscriptions on a daily basis. And for him to sit there and just talk on his high horse, excuse me, blows my mind. When your horse is, the ribs are showing, ain't been fed, ain't been worked out or nothing. You're basically just happy to say, I got this horse, one of a kind horse, but you're not taking care of it at all. And he don't go boots on ground neither. I think the only time where this brother actually did boots on ground was when he was invited to that. Um, I, f- I forgot. It's kind of something. Com- I forgot what his name is. Basically where you have all like top YouTubers, uh, top political analysts goes to this um, convention where they debate on issues. And bad enough black analysis they don't go on the platform with all the white ones because they got the mainstays but then they got the lobby which I think is wrong I think if everybody who has a voice in politics they should all be on that stage should all be invited but they create their own outside of the main main stage and create their own stage that's the only time I ever see him out the only time And that's about it. When you sit there call yourself the Black Diaspora News, you're supposed to be boots on ground where the stories are. Or at least pay people or pay a, a group of reporters to go out there. Now, I know you have other people that comes on there. He's on his voice walkings, just allowing people to be on his platform and have their shows and stuff. But where are you, brother, with all the other black stories that's going on in this country? He goes to Africa. What was going on in Africa got to do with me here in the United States? He was reporting news about what's going on in Africa. What do that have to do with me? It's a shame what's going on. It's great what news he's reporting out there, but what that got to do with me? That's not reporting the news, brother. That's reporting the news on them. Why don't you get on their outlet? Why don't you make a deal with them if they got some version of you to whatever country in Africa that you want to report to, have, make a deal with them and report your news or syndicate your show to them. Because all that reporting about Africa is not helping us here in the States. And you doing this quote-unquote commentary on things that you don't like is nothing more than just a reactionary video. It's not news. Just like Tariq, just like the Black Authority, you know different than me. No different. At one time, you did meant something. At one time. Now you just turn into the black version of Alex Jones. And I will not be shocked that one day that your content will be taken down. I think it's been taken down one time before. I won't be surprised if it happens again. And just like the black authority, you talk about white folks and how they're this and how they're that, but you are on a white-owned platform. You could easily take 
your millions of subscribers and create your own platform, which you haven't done yet. I guess so much for that, uh, you know, got to get that uh, white validation, I guess. But going back to my summary, because Phil came up in my mind at the last minute. So just to sum this up, ladies and gentlemen, if you're still dealing with the same issues as you dealt with yesterday, the new Black Mia is not helping. <laughs> it didn't do its job. It don't have that influence. It doesn't have that power of an ABC. Not even a TV one or news one. None. If they can't invite politicians that they have a problem with on their shows or have Democrat strategists or Republican strategists or analysts that are big time in politics or local politicians, which I think that's what they should start off with, can't get them on the show. Dude, you're wasting your time. They're a waste of your time big waste now to give phil credit he has some prominent people i don't think you would put uh jesse lee peters with the issues that he's having put him as very prominent everybody else he had on the show yeah 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 he had a couple here and there but that's when he used to be the advice show think about that like I said, at one time, his shows meant something. He was doing something. Nowadays, <laughs> it's, it's, it's for the birds. So be careful when y'all listen to these new black meetings and actually listen to them and do your research. Because two things are going to happen. One, they will stretch the truth. Two, they will mislead you. And I always say this saying, you become what you hate. So they hate the mainstream media because they mislead us and they paint black people in the bad light, which is true. But now they're doing their version of it. Rather than make us, make us seem like the enemy, they're making you and me look like fools. Let me say that again. They're making us look like fools because we're going to believe everything they say and not question them. Because I'm like this. If you're going to keep the same energy, as much as we question the mainstream media, let's start questioning new black media and being like, okay, what's the end goal? What, what, what is the progression to y'all being an influence and us changing the way of our lives and us getting the information? Because if it's just us doing our research and understanding our history and actually being engaged with the news and engaging our community politically, what's the use of you if you're not doing the same? How are you going to sit there and tell us this is what we need to do, but you're not doing it your damn self? Practice what you preach. But like I said, you become what you hate and that would do it for me ladies and gentlemen i was expecting this one to be a long one too but uh thank y'all for listening thank y'all for downloading and most of all as my phone go off apologies about that once again i'd like to thank y'all for downloading the show um i encourage y'all to listen to the rest of my other contents download listen um put your thoughts and all that don't forget subscribe tell your mama your daddy your grishy grandma everybody to subscribe and to like this show, the Alamonte Show Report. I have been your host, Don Alamonte. This has been the Alamonte uh, Show Report. Y'all all have a great day. Thank you. I love you. And when I say that, I mean it with all of my heart. Y'all have a good one. Catch y'all later. And let's go ahead and jam on out, ladies and gentlemen. Thank y'all so very, 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 very much. Thank you.